Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the esteemed and... <laughs> well, let's just call him the esteemed. I, 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 I was going to say something inappropriate. And you're holding back? Like, this is a new side of you. I, I don't well, know. Well, I ever... was... Well, you know what we were just talking about before mm. when we, we started recording. Right? Yes. P- thank you for your restraint. Listeners, <laughs> appreciate his restraint. Um, the esteemed and always uh, family-appropriate Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, take that, Fam- Mr. Cook. Family this, man. <laughs> do you know what the Giants record is? You ask me how I am? I, I do know what the Giants record is. Do you mean against the Padres and Dodgers since the All-Star break? Or just overall? Because I know both, Matthew. Right. I, I know both. Yeah, and, and I... I'd, I, I know that both of them are probably not good, but I know the first is 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 absolutely horrible. Uh, did we get more than one win against the Padres and the Dodgers since the All Star break? Uh, did we get more than one win against yeah. the Dodgers and Padres? No, they've they've gone one in ten against them. See, my mind tries to blank those things out after a while. You know, I just I want to. We're we're, we're currently on a eight game losing streak to the Dodgers. We've lost two back-to-back four-game series to them. Like a four losing a four-game series, getting swept on a four-game series is 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 like pretty rare. Extremely unlikely. Yeah. Against anyone, but to have it twice in a row to the same team and your rival, um that's that's pretty unusual. They've done that. They've accomplished that. So good job, boys. Yeah, I heard it was um, the first time that that's happened to them since divisional play started in like the 1960s. I think it's got to be the first time that's happened to any team in baseball in like 40 years. Yeah. Right? I mean, like like I think it's I think it's it's got to be that bad. It has to. I mean, and yes, I well, you know, I'm thinking about the Colorado Rockies. Remember, they went undefe- they got they since the 90s. I don't know. Did they play mm. four game series against the Braves? The Rockies did. Remember when they didn't lose, win a single game? Right. Yeah, they didn't the win a single Rockies. run. So they were definitely right. And had they were irrelevant then as a baseball team, and they're still irrelevant. Yeah. Um. I do. I, can you believe they played in the World Series once? They did, that's didn't ridiculous. they? Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They lost to the Red Sox. Well, that's that's got to be. Um, that's got, like, whoever put that team together has got to be like in the Hall of Fame at this point, right? Well, I mean, losing just... to the Red Sox in the World Series is pretty rare accomplishment. <laughs> 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 oh, oh uh, yes. Uh, but but anyway, Matthew, I have a question for you. Of course. Um, so when should we switch over to doing our Warriors podcast? Is that like, do you want, should we take a break? Or like, yeah, like, I, or, yeah like, I, I don't I mean, even know when the we Warriors just, we just, start, but we could just jump. You know, I, Steph they Curry. start in, sep- the preseason starts pretty soon. 
you know, like maybe just one day. It's just like, welcome to Warriors Cocktails. Well, I, you know, I'm a runner and, you know, you used to run. I, I, I'm still down with running cocktails. You know, I feel mm. like, feel like, you know, we mm-hmm. could have a real dis- spirited talk about sub four minute milers and guys, you know, the next, the next, uh, the next Usain Bolt on the sprint scene, you know, is carry on mm-hmm. night better than Noah Lyles. And, you know, we could just get into mm-hmm. all of that while we're getting sloppy drunk. And yeah, why not? Yeah. Isn't it air? Isn't like just me correcting you? Isn't Arian not? Carrion? Oh, you're probably right. Yeah, like, yeah. Carrion's right. like no. dead meat. Yeah, Arian you're right. Like, yes, it is, is Arian. It, Sorry, is, my apologies. Arian's See, like... I haven't done my homework as much. I'd have to bone up on it a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but I only know three out of the five starters on the Warriors, so I feel like I know more about track than I do about the Warriors. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh well. Uh yes. Hello, folks. Uh, today is August. Wednesday, August 10th, as we record this podcast, uh, the San Francisco Giants went uh, three and four since we last spoke, losing the last two games of their four game uh, series at home against the Dodgers, um, bringing their losing streak to the Dodgers to eight in a row, as I said. Um, Then they uh, actually uh, had what we call a winning streak. By winning two uh, out of two games against the Oakland Athletics. And I thought it was really astute by Major League Baseball to say, wow, Bay Area baseball is so bad right now. Let's just not have them play on Friday. (laughs) So, you know, there was no Bay Area baseball on Friday night. Um, and, uh, you know, it, that was probably the for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was going to complain, but then I was like, Hey, there's just one less at night that I have to like suffer. So yeah. Yeah. I had an enjoyable Friday night. And then they went one and two against the giants. Um, the crown the jewel, sorry, against the Padres. Uh, yeah, that was wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> but, um, the Padres did not Padre. Uh, I think we might have, based on, on what happened today and yes, last night, I, I think we may have seen the last time that the Padres Padre for a long time. They sure um, looked good. They, they looked really good. Um, and to make matters worse, the Giants are seven and a half games out of the wild card spot behind said Padres. Um, the Brewers are in between them and the Padres, so the Giants would have to pass both the Brewers and the Padres to get into that final wild card spot. And I think that's really the last time we should talk about that as being a possibility. But I do also want to point out, um, just in case anybody hasn't noticed or isn't looking, and I'm sure a lot of us aren't, the Giants are now 23 games behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers are an infinitely better baseball team and baseball organization than the San Francisco Giants right now. There is no doubting that. There's no denying it. That is the reality in the current state of things. But as you pointed out, Matthew, like we kind of already knew that. The Padres, man. Oh, I, you know, the starting Padres. from the, the, the walk-off on uh, Tuesday night, and then just those brutal innings today on Wednesday. There was a point where I think, well, today's game, in two separate times, the the Padres had at least seven consecutive at bats without an out, and uh, and and yeah, which is rare, right? You don't see that very often, and we saw it twice in one game, and it uh, it it's that at that point I was like, oh. You know the the Padres are 
uh, a team that now I think is, we have to uh, acknowledge is a real threat to you know the National League West and will be for the next couple of years at least. And yeah, it's agreed. Uh, no denying that either. So uh, it's going to be tough for the Giants to compete. Yeah, I'm sure the Dodgers are really worried about it. Um, I don't <laughs> think the Giants need to worry about it. No. I mean, it really doesn't matter how many good teams are ahead of you when you stink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. But but that being said, I, I think the worst thing to me is is how competitive the Padres are um, and going to be and are in the free agent market and in the trade market. Right? They're taking away players from the Giants. And, uh, you know, that... that you, you talked about how much better they look. I mean, Manny Machado went off on this series, yeah. right? He obviously had the walk-off. He was on fire. But the other three big bats in that series were Bell, Drury, and Soto. And those were all pickups that the Padres had at the trade deadline, right? Yeah. Yeah. They went from being kind of okay, slightly above average, to being one of the best lineups in baseball. And, and yeah, I was, as we were, as I was watching that series and I was thinking, oh my gosh, they got to get through this juggernaut again. Right. And, and they're going to be lucky if they do, or, you know, we should feel good that Soto's leading off. Right. Like, or we broke that up. Like, so Soto, you know, you know, so, you know, somebody else is leading off and we don't have to face all of them in the same inning. Right. Those are like the accomplishments. And, um, yeah, the Padres look really, really good. They look really, really good. And what really gets me is they got a lot, lot better just in the last two weeks. And uh, the Giants could do nothing to stop it. Right. And, and you know, just looking to the future, this is the team that looked so good without Fernando Tatis Jr. And, you know, so they're only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. They're only going to get better. Um, the good news is, Matthew, uh, they only have to play 12 more games this season against the Dodgers and the Padres. Oh, great. So, well, you know, one and 11 then, right? <laughs> I Based on based on the, the one and 10 output of the last 11 games, yeah. Maybe they'll win two. <laughs> All right. I'm going with that. We're going to go two and 10. Right. Yeah. And I will also point out, I, I, I meant to bring this up as I was talking about the Giants record. The Giants lost for the 56th and 57th time in the last week. In the Padres series, the two losses to the Padres were their 56th and 57th losses. Which are two more losses, I think, than they had all last year, right? That is correct. That is correct. Last year's team team lost 55 games. And on that note, Bob, ask Matthew the question. What are you drinking, Matthew? Oh, God, Bob, I thought you'd never ask. You know, fans, this is uh, this is the time of the year where I think we acknowledge that uh, stiff drinks are needed. And, uh, you know, Ben has gone on record, you know, over the course of our, you know, season and a half or or season and two thirds of of podcasting that uh, he likes to prepare a double cocktail, you know, and, and he'll drink two cocktails during uh, the, the recording. Strength in numbers. Yeah, and and if you listen to our podcasts at the end, you can clearly tell that Ben is sloshed, right? So, uh, and I'm the one that's always holding it together. Well, those days are gone, friends. Uh, I made myself a double today. 
I am certainly going to crack open two of these suckers today. And this cocktail is called uh, the Faded Glory. And there's a little story behind that. Um, our our loyal listener, Bryce, uh, sent me a uh, DM in Twitter the other day, and uh, a few weeks ago, actually, and said, hey, you know, did you ever think about doing a, a you know, showed me a, a recipe and said, would you would you consider doing a, a, a drink on the show uh, that had this in mind? And it was a blueberry uh, syrup-inspired uh, cocktail with vodka and and uh, it looked really refreshing, great summer, you know, drink. And so looking at that and, and you know, he wanted me to put a giant's twist on it. And, and the way that I always think about it is, you know, you know, what orange is kind of where I go to when I'm trying to do a giant's inspired cocktail. And so uh, so I modified the 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 recipe that he had. And, and this is what I came up with. I had two ounces of gin and you could do vodka with this. I just really like gin over vodka for me. Vodka is just a tool to kind of, you know, for the flavors of something else. And in this case, that's probably would be okay because this, I, I had an ounce of mango syrup with fresh mangoes and uh, make that yourself. You throw in a half of mango, you chop it all up and you throw it in some water, uh, like a half a cup of water. And you bring it to a boil and get the mango all mushy. And then you add a half a cup of sugar. And then you stir it until it gets uh, the sugars all dissolved. And then you just uh, put it on simmer for about 15 to 20 minutes. And by that time, the mango is really mushy. And then you just strain that through a, through a, a fine uh, strainer. And uh, you get this orange simple syrup that that's, you know, has a mango flavor to it. And it's really good. So I did that. Uh, so you take two ounces of gin, one ounce of mango syrup, a half ounce of lime juice, you put that in a cocktail shaker with ice and you shake it up and strain it into a rocks glass with crushed ice, uh, preferably, but you could do anything. Uh, and then add uh, two to three ounces of club soda on top. Give it a little stir. Throw in a chunk of mango. And and it's a really refreshing, nice summer cocktail. Uh, but I'm calling it Faded Glory because, you know, the orange, when I put in the um, the club soda, it really faded the the color from like a brighter orange to kind of a faded. And as I was watching that, I was like, that's a nice commentary on how the Giants are this year. You know, Faded Glory. So uh, here's my, my uh, inspired cocktail. Thanks, Bryce, for the idea. I'm drinking a mango-inspired fla- Faded Glory. And I'm going to take a big drink right now. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It really is, Bob. Nice, tasty cocktail to drown your giant sorrows. Well, there you go, Bryce. A nice celebratory cocktail in your honor. <laughs> I'm sure, Bryce, you, th- you were, he was like, oh, you could call it like the, the Lamont Wade splash, you know, thing. He was really excited about it. And here I am taking yeah. it and just be like, wah, yeah. wah, wah. Yeah. But yeah. sorry, Bryce, uh, we... but uh, it is a great cocktail. It tastes very good. But I'm not in the mood to celebrate right now. So, yeah. Fade a cocktail. In your honor, Bryce, we present to you the Giant Suck cocktail. Pretty much. Uh... <laughs> All right, Bob, hit, hit Ben up. What are you drinking, Ben? Thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. I am drinking a cocktail inspired by me. Uh, And it's actually one of my favorite cocktails uh, to both make and drink. Um, uh, Although I guess every cocktail is my favorite cocktail. We we kind of already established that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. You have lots of favorites. I have a lots of a lots of favorites. Hey, I like to drink cocktails. What can I say? Um, 
But this is, as promised, the classic mojito. Uh, and what's what's fun about this one is is that it's uh, it's actually really simple to make, um, and uh, and and it, you look really cool when you're making it. So this is actually a good one to make in front of other people. It's like if you're doing like a a dinner party and you're not really the chatty type. And but you want to look, you know, like you know what you're doing and look cool and look important while your, you know, significant other is is you know dazzling them all with their wit. Um, <laughs> you can be there making mojitos for everybody, and it's a little bit time consuming. So like, if you're like really not good at the small talk, you can just do that and focus on that. Um, and then maybe you get all the way through the party, and that's all you've done, right? So. Uh, the way the way that you make this one is you take ten mint leaves, you drop that into a mixing glass uh, with uh, a little bit of simple syrup. Uh, used I use three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, and then uh, you're supposed to use a sugar cube. I didn't have any sugar cubes, so I actually just took a teaspoon of granulated sugar and and threw that in there, um, and then you muddle that all very very gently. You do not want to mash your mint leaves into like a gross green paste. You don't want to have little particles of mint leaves floating around in your glass. Okay, if if those are the kind of mojitos you're drinking, your bartender's doing it wrong. Okay, this is a gentle process. You just really just gonna need to press a little bit. You just want to and release that, the oils of the peppermint, right? Or, correct, uh, and the, and so the. The mint, yeah, yeah the, mint. the granulated sugar, it, it will help you do that, right? That's why you bo- use both simple syrup and granulated sugar in that muddling process. One is to get a little bit of um, um, lubrication in there, and the other one is to actually, great, you know, to, to break up the, the mint leaves. And you just kind of press that a little gently a few times, uh, and then you top that with an ounce of lime juice and two ounces of white rum. Um, and, uh, and then you give that a nice stir and then you're going to pour all of that straight into a Collins glass or a highball. I'm using a highball. I'm not using a Collins glass. So don't ask Matthew. (laughs) And then, uh, and then you fill all of that up with, uh, with crushed ice almost all the way full. And then you give it a good swizzle. So that means take your bar spoon and just spin it real fast. And that's going to get your glass nice and frosty. And then you top that all off with crushed ice. The ice must be crushed. If it's not crushed ice, it's not a mojito. And you want to let the crushed ice all the way to the top. And you put some extra sprigs of mint on top, slam a straw in there, and then you just forget all your troubles. The Giants who? Right? Yeah, right? You're on a tropical island all of a sudden. Yeah. Gabe Kapler who? Farhan Zaidi? Who's that? I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody named Brandon. Why do you keep saying Brandons? <laughs> well, a little pro tip on the mint too. Don't skimp on the mint with the garnish. Make it a big night and and slap it on your hand a couple times before you place mm, it mm-hmm. in the in the cu- in the glass. That brings out the aroma a little bit, so that you you get a hint of the mint as you're sticking your yeah. face in it when you drink. So, but that that's a really good point. Mint is very easy to work with, and it's easy to overwork. So be very gentle with the mint. It, it seems like a really simple cocktail and just it a couple is. of ingredients. And so uh, I'm surprised that you like I was honestly, I haven't made a mojito in a long time. And so I was trying to remember, do you put like club soda or something in there? And um, but no, huh? Well, so a lot of recipes do call for club soda. OK, Um uh, most a lot of the a lot of the classic recipes do not. 
And uh, and you're all about the classics. I, yeah, you know, I'm all about doing it right. Um, it, basically, though, you do pack it with with crushed ice, and that crushed ice starts melting immediately. And it also melts a lot when you're doing that swizzle. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, it, it's just it's it's kind of replacing the 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 sparkling water with with just straight flat flat water yeah. um and uh if you want to add a little splash of club soda in there to give it a little little perk uh, a little bit extra you know something going on there that's fine too but the other great thing about this cocktail is it's really easy to modify with other flavors so you know like uh, you could add any kind of syrup like it would be wonderful with that mango, mango syrup, syrup that yeah. you were talking about boom then you got a mango mojito mojito Right. Yeah. You could also drop a, a couple of um, bitters in there of any any type. I would stick with kind of tropical fruity flavors, but you know you could muddle this with a little bit of watermelon. I was just gonna say, I think that that's actually a really good option there for that. Right. Yeah. And so it actually becomes a really really easy cocktail to modify on the fly. And in fact, I picked up some moss syrup. Say I what? Remember what it was? Yeah, moss syrup when I was in Iceland. And I'm gonna make one of those uh, after after that. Maybe maybe I'll talk about that next week. All right, a little moss syrup. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued. And listeners, you should be intrigued too because you're not coming back for the Giants content, right? So come on back for the cocktail content. Moss syrup coming up. Moss syrup. Moss syrup mojito. But I bet you know what? You know, I, it, my first initial thing is that that's probably really bad. But maybe not. But you know what know, is actually, really bad? What is really bad, Matthew? The Giants. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of. There's a theme here. There's a theme. There's a theme. Uh, if you came here, listeners, trying to like find some glimmer of hope, <laughs> I, I think you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> it, it ain't here. Like you know, that's what all the other podcasts are for. You know, those ones that are sponsored by Wendy's. <sighs> Right? Yeah, or, and you know, maybe, maybe get on... paid by the team. I don't know, but I, I, I like to think that I'm an optimistic person, and I usually try to be the yang to Ben's yang. And uh, it's just, uh, it's I'm finding it harder and harder to be optimistic as the days go by. And uh, it's the yang know, gang. We're the yang gang. Yeah, and and I'm I'm the type of guy. You know, I will watch a whole game, and I will watch it from beginning to end. And uh, there have been times lately where I just turn it off. Like I just I can't take the pain, you know, and and I I just don't want to swallow it anymore. And and Giants fans, if you're that way, I I don't blame you. I, it's kind of like, and then I look at the results afterwards, and it's kind of like, oh, let's read about that car wreck that I saw on the other side of the freeway on the way home and see if anyone died. You know, that's that kind of like morbid curiosity that kind of spurs me to kind of take a look at how it all turned out. But there are times this week where I've just been like, I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't. Well, and, you know, last night's game with the walk-off, I mean, that's just, you know, at the very, yeah, I watched the whole darn game and just to get, you know, you, you get this moment of like, oh my gosh, we're going to pull this off. We came off, come back in the ninth inning and, and, and nope. And, and the bullpen, Bob, what do you think of our bullpen? Our bullpen sucks. It really does, Bob. I feel like you've been waiting two years to say that, Bob. <laughs> He's been waiting since the opening day gut punch of uh, of 2021, and uh, and and you know last year the bullpen was a strength, and so Bob didn't get to say that very often or at all, and and this year we keep waiting for it to get better, and it's not getting better, and the fact that we didn't even address it at 
the trade deadline really shows me that Farhan is just like, well, you know, this is where we're at. And, uh, and, and, and I can't believe that they think that this is going to get better, you know, that like, you know, Rogers is suddenly going to start getting people out at a better rate or that, you know, Brebia is finally going to start getting people out or Harleen Garcia is going to start getting people out. Like it's just, you know, none of that is happening. And yet we keep throwing those guys out there. Like it's like, it's 2021. Uh, but, but you know, we don't have anyone else. This is the bullpen. This is it. And, you know, the same bullpen that was one of the best, uh, you know, they had, what, five guys that had an ERA under two last year. And, you know, we don't, I mean, I think we have one guy with any, do we have anyone with an ERA under two? I don't, I don't think so. So, you know, I, I think that that's, uh, this, this year has been um, made worse, I think, by the fact that we're comparing it so much to 2021. And, and, uh, I just, I, I feel like we, we got to kind of just, you know, forget about 2020. It's kind of like that, that, that maybe that guy, that, that person that you were really in love with, you know, when you were younger and they were the ones that got away and you felt like, you know, that pang in your heart. And then, you know, at some point you just realized you just got to like, let it go, you know, just let it go because it's not good for you to keep thinking about that person and you just got to move on. And I think we're there with the 2021 Giants. You know, yeah, they were lovely. And I loved every minute of it. But they're gone. That 2021 team is not coming back. And what we're left with is a shadow of of what we could have been. And and we can we can mourn that. But we also have to be realistic that this team sucks, dude. It sucks. And you know, and I and I think winning 107 games was the worst thing that we could have done. Uh, you know, it just it it raised everyone's expectations. Poor Giants fans out there were expecting you know great things this year, and and you know rewind to a year and a half ago, and we were all like, well, if the Giants finish a little bit over five hundred, they'll that'll be an accomplishment, right? And and we went one hundred and seven games, and now the the expectations changed. And yet nothing else really did. The only thing that happened is we had a bunch of guys that had career years. And and all the buttons got pushed and all the magic, you know, fell in the right place. And and we're not having that this year. And I know you're keep nodding like, you know, and I'm I'm just not letting you speak, but man, I've been holding this in, dude. I've been holding this in. And you know, 107 wins was great, but I think that was the worst thing that could have happened because we didn't get a world championship out of it. We didn't get anything out of it. And now we've got nothing but disappointment uh, because because we wanted it to be 2021 all over again. Okay, I'm done. Feel better? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, talking these things out, it helps. Yeah, now you got to talk a long time because I'm going to make my second drink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well... Let's see here. Um, well, I mean, yes, Matthew, you are the optimist and you are an optimist. But but sometimes, you know, there's there's being optimistic and then there's just being crazy. Right. And and, you know, if you keep uh, acting like everything's good and everything's great when it's clearly isn't, then that's a sign that you're you're having some mental health issues. 
And, um, you know, I like to think that you're dealing with with your your mental health by by getting these things off your chest. And, uh, you know, I, and I, I think it's good. I think it's good that you're letting it out. Um, but I will say this, just because you're not being optimistic doesn't mean I'm going to start being optimistic. Uh, this team stinks. Uh, this team has stunk for a while. It's kind of stunk for about eight or nine weeks. Or so, what, I mean, eight weeks before the All-Star break. So I guess we're going on three months now. Um, and that has really been exemplified by their bad defense. But I think if we take a step back and we look at 2021 and we look at 2022 and where things are, the f- most obvious thing is, is that, yes, 2021 was absolutely a fluke. That team was not real. Those wins were highly unlikely. That was not a real representation of where this organization is in its overall health and quality. It was a massive, massive outlier. And the first sign that it was a massive, massive outlier is winning 107 baseball games is a massive, massive outlier for any baseball organization, even when they're really good. You know, so so that was sign one that it was an outlier. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, I think what we're seeing right now is the real San Francisco Giants. This is really who they are. They are this team. This is an accurate representation of who they are. They're old. They're slow. Their offense is kind of one-dimensional, which is why sometimes it looks great and sometimes it doesn't. It's highly injury-prone. So even when you want to do all these cool little things with your platoons and your line changes, you can't because the players that you need to have there to do that are in Sacramento on, you know, um, rehab stints. You know, this is the real San Francisco Giants. And the thing is, you made a good point. Like, this is actually the team that all the pundits said last year was going to be, and we all kind of expected was going to be a little bit better. And like you said, we expected... We expected a slightly above 500, and we wanted a competitive team that could compete for the playoffs. Like I said last week, I expected this team, last year's team, to do 90 wins. Or I would have been pleasantly surprised if they did 90 wins. I, I think I, I think I, I did. How, I think I said I think, they were going to win 79. <laughs> 79 games was my prediction last year. I think I was 87, so something like that. So you know. yeah, yeah. So so, but I I, I think. I think it's you said something really interesting, though, there in your long diatribe as you were letting all of this out. You said the Giants winning 107 games was actually a bad thing for the organization in retrospect. You said it because one, well, you said it because it set up all of these false expectations about what this team was capable of and where, what the level at which it was going to be playing this year and perhaps in the years to come, which is, which is accurate, right? I, I do think in a lot of ways the fans' expectations went super high, and now we're all super mad that we're not nearly as competitive. But I think it also hurt the Giants because it hurt their draft position. Mm. <laughs> They were the last team to draft because they had the best record in baseball. That's how that works. Yeah. It's not based off of who, how you do in the playoffs. It's based on your season record. The Giants picked dead last. Yeah. Which is why they had to go get a guy who's hurt. Yeah, they went right? for upside. You know, that was yeah. that was what they had to do. 
And so, you know, I, I think that's another reason why it was 107 wins hurt this team more than it helped. You know, I, I love the fact that they had 107 wins, but like when you lose in the first round of the playoffs, does it really matter how many games you win? You know, like one of the teams I love to talk about is the 1993 Giants, 103 wins. But they're only interesting in retrospect because they didn't make the playoffs at all. Right. Because yeah. the Braves won 104 games, you know, because they the Rockies couldn't beat them one darn time in 18 games. Still not over that, Colorado, by the way. Um, I, I, I do, I do want to just point out to Colorado Rocky fans, this is your punishment. The last, whatever, 20 years, this is your punishment for not being able to beat the Braves one game that year. <laughs> A mediocre baseball team for in forever. That's your punishment. But, uh, but yeah, Matthew, I, I think... Well, I don't know. So there's part of me that says, yes, this team is bad, but I think people's expectations were too high. Right. Right? That maybe, I mean, this team is kind of, like, if, if this team had played, if this team had won, eight, you know, 87 games last year, and at this point in the season was doing this, I think people wouldn't be nearly as upset. No. And, <laughs> and you know, let's back up, too, because I think when Farhan Zaidi took over, let, let's, you know, we had a lot of aging players with aging contracts uh, we had a farm system that was ranked in the bottom third. You know, there was just not a lot to get excited about uh, with the Giants because, you know, there just really wasn't anything that was, you know, we didn't, you know, our star players were getting older and there wasn't really anything to do. So we knew that there was, this was a work in progress. And Zaidi was brought in to kind of create what the Dodgers have created and you see what the Dodgers have created in that they they have developed a farm system that is has been you know one of the best. Uh, they've done a great job of 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 developing their their players and using them for either trade value or you know to be legitimate players on their major league roster. And the Giants have done neither. Right. And so uh, that was the expectation. And and I think that any baseball fan would acknowledge that when you're in that situation, that it's going to take a little while. Right. You got to wait for the older players to kind of play through their contracts. You've got to you've got to draft, have a few drafts where you're picking good players. You've got to maybe make some trades for players, for, for, for prospects. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to be able to build that up to the level that the Dodgers have. And it's 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 a hard work and it's going to take a while. And then 107 wins happened, and we extended Brandon Crawford, and we brought back Brandon Belt on a qualifying offer, and we, you know, we just, uh, the, you know, there were some moves that were made that was like, I think that felt that we were better than we really were. Uh, and then, and then to top off that, you know, forget the major league roster, our minor leagues have not performed at the level, you know, that, uh, that, that, anyone expected this year has been a down year across the board i mean kyle harrison maybe expect accepted um so i think that all that combined is that we're you know we're a work in progress and we're going to take a while to to get uh to get to where we need to be and so you know and so on one hand well, you know i think we need to recognize that this is not you know 107 wins was not the barometer that right. of where the giants are that's that's definitely true and there there you go i can hear that optimism coming out of you 
right? Because you're like, this is, you know, we're, it's a work in progress. We're going to get better. This is the plan. But like, but as you said, the minor leagues took a big step back this year. Yes, Kyle Harrison and I, what, Chris Mc, Chris Mc, Mc, I can't remember the guy, guy's name. We well, there's one other guy that's really kind of you know performed well in San Jose and then got promoted uh, up to Double A or High A, perhaps. Um, I, I can't remember his name right off the top of yeah, my we're head. We're not following but the minor leagues as much, but there were actually a lot of promotions recently uh, from players that were doing well. But overall, the right. system has has not produced, especially right. our top-end players. Like well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Our top-end guys, except for Kyle Harrison, have not gotten better. They've actually taken steps back, um, which has actually caused people to drop the Giants in their rankings and yeah. to, to devalue the the monetary value, right? There's some people out there that, that like they assign a monetary value to your entire farm system. Um, as the way of measuring your your system, and and they have pulled back on those numbers, right? The Giants have definitely regressed, at wor- worst case or at best case, they have not improved, and and you really, you know, that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Like on the one hand, yes, it's super disappointing that this team is seven and a half games out of a playoff spot um, in mid August, right? And it was very very little unlikely that they will that they will make it into the playoffs, right? That is disappointing. Losing eight in a row to your rivals uh, is disappointing. Um, having the Padres kind of prove that they're, they're, they've surpassed you as an organization is disappointing. These are all very disappointing things. But we kind of knew that this team was not quite on the upswing yet. But it feels to me like it should be further along. And... And we should be further along than we are. We should have signed some free agents last year, especially on the offensive side. Our our minor leagues should be better, right? These guys should be excelling, and and they're not. Um, and and those are the things that really worry me, right? Like we talked about this last week. Like it's bad that the, this current team isn't playing competitive baseball, but it's worse that I don't know what the future is. Right. I don't know what the future is of the Giants. And and it really does feel like the Giants felt like may I think even the front office was a little bit you know tooting their own horn. Yeah. They they thought they, they believed, found the magic formula. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I, I I think that they believed that and I think at the beginning of this year everybody was saying all the pundits were saying last year was a fluke. Turns out the pundits were right. I think I think Farhan Zaidi disagreed. I think he thought year last year wasn't a fluke. And he said as much. He said as I was going to say. He didn't just think. You he don't know said as that. much, he said right? He, he literally said, said it. So, But no, Farhan, Farhan Zaidi was wrong. Last year was a fluke. And that's a big cause for concern because it means his view of the world and how he thinks of baseball doesn't work the way he thought it does. Or it's not as strong of an idea as he thinks it is. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And here we are. Right. Like here we are. And it feels like the best thing that we've done is we got a lot of free money to spend. Yeah. And we haven't spent it. And and we haven't spent it. And so so it's not just a major league roster problem. It's an organization wide problem right now. Uh, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a type of person, Ben. I want to blame someone. I don't want to just lament <laughs> that that our giants but, suck. But man, I want I want I want blame to be assigned because someone's got to be at fault for this. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and you know and and sure, we were just talking about Zaidi. 
Yeah, you know, I think that his he has to shoulder some of the blame here, a lot of the blame. Because I think is, most of the blame. This is I his think most vision, of the blame lies. Right? I mean, this, like, is, yeah, his this is his vision. This is his. Yes. You know, he's the guy. He's the head of baseball operations, yes. and the baseball operations are not operating at a high level right now. And yes. and so yeah, he's got to take the heat. Uh, and and I've seen you know Giants fans out on social media calling for heads, right? Um, personally, I think it's a little too soon to say that yeah we should fire because there's a lot of a lot of a lot of money and time and personnel have been invested in Farhan Zaidi's vision, and to just pull it out and start new, I think would would set us back several years. Uh, so I don't think that that's the that's the, the 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 solution yet but he's got to be feeling a little bit of pressure by now right oh i i hope so yeah sometimes i wonder though the way these guys talk and the way they talk to the press um they they kind of act like there's nothing wrong everything's fine you know and uh oh you know we could be playing a little bit better defense we just have to try harder um you know, uh, at the end of the day, there just weren't the deals that we wanted to make. So we didn't make any, you know, no big deal. Um, we, we, we made offers to guys, but they, you know, they just weren't right for us. Right. They're just all these kind of like these are very blase kind of like offhanded, like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about it. It's like, you know, it's like that mean cartoon where, you know, that little dog sitting in the room and the room is on fire and they're all, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is fine. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not fine. I agree. It's not fine. It's not fine. Right. Like, I think I think absolutely the team that they're putting on the field right now is 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 not interesting. First of all, it's just not fun to watch. So, like, even if it was bad, like there's no you can't give me the Pittsburgh Pirate song and dance where you always have some cool young guy, you know, some really athletic young player out there that that they're putting out on the field every day and he's doing cool things. And then some other other guys with, you know, cell phones flying out of their pockets and whatever. You know, we don't we don't have anything like that going on. We don't have cell phones flying out of guys' pockets. We don't have any cool young players running around the field. You know, nothing nothing good to watch while we're losing. And and it's losing. It's losing baseball, right? So that's not fun. Yeah. So the product on the field and the major league level is bad. Um, and uh, that's absolutely his fault for not going out and signing free agents last year because, you know, it just wasn't quite the right deal. Yeah. And Giants right? ownership want- came out today. I thought it was interesting. They came out this week and said that money has not been the issue. Good. They heard that. That means they listened to my podcast. <laughs> they didn't they didn't like me saying the words Charles Johnson. <laughs> that's 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 those are those are two words that san francisco just doesn't san francisco giants just do not want to be said yeah they're right? hoping you'll but, gloss but, over that little but, fact yeah. like just like let, let's not say that name and you know what like charles you and i are on the same team buddy we're on the same side i hope you were yelling at somebody on the phone and you know i mean you know who knows who knows matthew maybe there is one guy you know listening to our podcast begrudgingly because somebody's got to in case we say something horrible <laughs> right. Like and, uh, you know, I mean, but that's good. So now we know it's no. The ownership is not the problem here. Yeah. Ownership is not the problem. So it is Farhan Zaidi. Well, yeah, and, and Farhan I think Zaidi with, is the problem. Yeah. And I think with his uh, his reluctance to hand out long term got deals. And on one hand, I understand that because seldom do long term deals look good at the end. 
Correct. But, but that's the price you have to pay to get good players. Right. And you have to be okay with years six and seven for, you know, a really like for a Pujols to look mm-hmm. really crappy at the end, you know, but you hope that three or four of those years are really, really good. And we have to, we have to play that game and we have the money to do it. And the Giants are building this little like, 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 like development right outside of Oracle Park. And it's supposed to bring them back lots of money and all that. And I'm like, good, spend it. You know, yeah. spend it on the team because, you know, you haven't this year and you haven't last year and the fan base. And, and I'm not saying that money equals good team because there are plenty of examples where players who are very highly paid to play on crappy teams. You know, Trout and Shohei Otani are, I think, maybe good examples of that. But but you can't just hope to keep putting together platoon-like players and expect that the Giants are going to be competitive. And, and it's... And when we play in a market and we have a team that has the capability of acquiring players at a higher uh, pay rate than what we currently have. And so that's just unacceptable. They need to spend the money, obviously, on the right players, but they've got to be okay with overspending, I think, at times. Right, right. And there's and there's one other thing I do, do want to... Like... I, as part of Farhan Zaidi, he's responsible for all of baseball operations. So that means he's also responsible for player development. I don't know if there's... Look, player development's a weird thing. It could be a matter of luck, right? It could just be bad luck, right? Guys get hurt. Guys don't, don't uh, you know, grow the way that you expect them to, whatever, right? Um, and, and, and maybe that's just bad luck. But I think if you're resting on bad luck as being the reason why, um, then that means that you're probably not very good at your job. Um, I think the Giants need to take a serious look at their player development, personnel, and processes and system overall, and really ask themselves if they've got the right people and the right processes in place. Are they giving these guys every tool that they need to succeed and to grow, um, and then to demonstrate that on the field so that these guys can advance? And I'm not confident that they do, right? Like, I'll grant you, I don't know a lot about, you know, making baseball players better, right? I've coached baseball for, you know, seven-year-olds. You know, um, what do I know? The way you make seven-year-olds better is is teaching them how to catch the ball. (laughs) That is true. Fundamentals. So so not a whole lot different than I think the 2022 Giants. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. The favorite, the 2022 San Francisco Giants aren't doing a very good job of that, are they? No. Um, so, so I think, uh, I think you know, I think heads got a roll. And I, we, we read an interview in a, an, a, um, a, an interview in the Athletic, uh, where where the reporter was talking to the head of Giants player development about about the San Francisco Giants, and and I thought the questions were real softball questions. First of all, I, I thought they were real soft. I, I think they could have asked much harder questions. Like, yeah, like there was the, no questions about why has your team regressed? Why have the, right, the top prospects yeah. regressed? It was like, well, I see some some changes here, and you're yeah, doing much. Right, you know, this person is doing better, and right, and they beat around the bush a little bit, uh, but they did kind of they were kind of like vaguely referring to that there were some problems, some people had some setbacks, and one thing that really turned me the wrong way is how many times. This guy, who I, I I think it was the head of player development, talked about 2020 and the time that was missed. And that really irked me. Wow, I said irked. 
That really pissed me off. <laughs> um, because every team dealt with that. You know, and, and that's the barometer that you're being measured against is, is what everybody else is doing. Like, that's how you measure success in a competitive sport. Your success means somebody else's failure. And so, like, like the idea that somehow the San Francisco Giants were more impacted by 2020 than anybody else was is, is ridiculous. And it almost felt like that's where they were trying to sell me. 2020 was really hard. I get it. It was hard for us all, bruh. It was hard you for know? 30 other major league teams, too. That's right? the that's my main point, is it was hard for all the other major league teams. And and they all were dealing with the same problem. And a lot of those organizations continue to do better than you. So it's not just about 2020. And it was but, just just to add a name. It was farm director Kyle Haynes. Kyle Haynes. I, I don't want to hear any more about 2020, Kyle. What I want to hear more about is our six guys in the top 100. That's what I want to hear about, Kyle. I want to hear about, you know, I want to hear about our two or three top tenors. You know, like, I, I don't want to hear about 2020. That's what I want to hear about, you know. So, you know, get it done. The other thing, as far as we're talking about blame, I think that uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, Giants fans are starting to kind of put their sights on Gabe Kapler, and we have certainly, I think, been pretty. Um, I don't know. If we've been exact Kapler fans uh, over the last uh, two seasons. I, I, I would say you you are the pro Kapler guy in this in this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I would, you're and you're kind of lukewarm. Exactly. Right. I, I don't yeah. think that we've exactly been Kapler like like fans. I you know, from the very first start when he got introduced as the manager and we had questions about his uh leadership ability and some of the decisions he made around sexual assaults and all that. But then but then just his baseball moves and you know, particularly how he handles the pitching staff. And we've been pretty uh I think pretty pretty uh on point, I think, with calling him out on those kind of things. And but at the same time I'm not sure if he's the one that should be the fall guy for this because he was brought in to manage in a way, uh, you know, Farhan and 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 Scott Harris, the GM, you know, provide the roster, and the roster basically dictates that you have to platoon, that there is a clear lefty righty matchups that the Giants want. And they have provided a bullpen that they have kind of pieced together from kind of cast offs from other teams. And maybe, you know, maybe they tweaked a few things and wanted them to throw a particular pitch more or whatever. But there, you know, there's no real homegrown talent outside of maybe Camilo Duvall. And and so, uh, you know, Kapler, I don't know, is the right target. I think that he has been the company guy. And he's been pushing the buttons that the team expects him to push. And, uh, you know, you could argue that he keeps putting Rogers, Tyler Rogers out in situations where he shouldn't be. And, you know, I think that that's always been his one kind of area that he struggles is managing the pitching staff. But but at the same time, who else are you going to put out there in those situations? I mean, you know, I mean, it's uh, especially this year. And so I don't know if, Car if Gabe Kapler deserves the 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 vitriol that he has been that has been kind of you know focused on him. 
you know, he was the t- the guy that pushed the right buttons for 107 wins last year, and you know he's pushing for the most part the same buttons this year. And it's really the players that have kind of let him down. And and you know we were we were speculating on you know what who those players were. Well, and and you, know, you mentioned it at the, in the kickoff, right? I mean, you were talking about Brandon's and yeah. You know, I mean, I want to get my chance to go at Kapler too. Okay, all right, go before, at Kapler bef- before we go into the players, um, because I. I agree. Like I don't think that Kapler is is the reason why the Giants are losing. But I will tell you this: there's he's not doing anything to make them better, right? I think I think you're absolutely right. He pushed all of the right buttons last year because everything went the way it was supposed to, and then some. And he knew how to do all of those things, and the players responded. I think what's happened this year is it's like some one of those like a weird lab experiment with an animal where you get them to push a button and positive things happen. And then and then you stop that from happening and you watch the animal just continue to push the same button over and over again. And he just keeps doing it. You know, he just keeps like, okay, well, this is like I got to put the lefties against the righties and the righties against the lefties. And and it doesn't matter how bad they are at defense. I'll just keep doing it. And and. And it's like, you know, instead of getting a treat, he's getting a shock. And you're just kind of like, dude, stop shocking yourself. Gabe, Gabe, stop shocking yourself. You know, stop shocking me by putting these horrible defenders out there. You know, like, why are you shocking me with these horrible decisions of, like, you know, to the lineup? And, like, why do you keep making these changes that are clearly not working? Like, why are you putting the worst possible person out there to defend, you know, like, why are you you telling me that your mean Mercedes is going to play second base? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's madness. And then, you know, and then he's this 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 thing where it's like, oh, my gosh, the guy, he's, he's thrown 80 pitches, but it's his third time through the lineup and there's a guy on first base. So I got to take him out. And it's like, but he's been pitching really well and he performed really well against that guy in the last like what? Why are you doing this, Gabe? Why are you why are you just you keep doing the same things even though you're getting different results? You gotta make a change. And Kapler's not adjusting. So I, I would say, you know, I would say, yeah, he's he's kind of just the same guy. He probably didn't deserve manager of the year last year, but he also probably doesn't deserve most of the blame. But that's not a glowing review. Right? Right. Like I don't think he's the problem. I also don't think he's the answer. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that. I think that there has, you know, I think that's a really good manager would look at what the team is at this point and make changes and start to to manage in a different way. And we haven't seen that. So agreed. I think that there's definitely some some uh, things. And but in terms of the bullpen, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter who he puts out there; it's going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, outside of Camilo Duvall, who who are you? Who are you really, really, you know, focusing on, or who are you really relying on? I did see that we got into a little bit of an exchange with somebody on Twitter who said that Duvall was not good. Giants fans, come on, man. Come on. Come on. I get it. They're having a bad season, but can you at least can you at least can you at least not say just ridiculously dumb things? I mean Duvall is one of our top maybe two best players on the entire team at this point. Show me a show me a major league baseball team that wouldn't take him right now. Oh my gosh. And insert him into their closer role. 
Yeah, like what? And the the what? cutter that he's developed or the sinker, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. I mean, the yeah. guy is I, is probably the most feared reliever right now in in the majors. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I get it. He blew two saves this year. So yeah, I mean, he's not perfect. But who is? You know? Who who's gone through a perfect I mean, season? Mariona Rivera blew a save in game 7 of the World Series, so he must suck too, right? Yeah, except oh. he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh <laughs> so so But anyway, Speaking of players, miles an hour to end that one to nothing game. You know, I mean that's yeah. uh, uh, pretty impressive. So yeah, I mean Camilo Duvall is not the problem. Logan uh, Webb and Camilo Duvall are not the problem. Yeah, they're the only jo- ones. Jo- that... Joey Bart was part of the problem, but he's now seems to be getting better. Which has been really impressive, by the way. I've, I've actually um, enjoyed watching his at bats. He seems to be giving, uh, doing a lot of, uh, I mean, really giving really great at bats now, and and. Uh, yeah, gosh, if if that's the Joey Bart we're going to see from here on out, I think the Giants are going to be a much better team for it. So I'm I'm hopeful that he's kind of figured it out. Agreed. Yeah. But then, as you said, who is really to blame at the major league level for the performance of the major league team? Well, major league players, the team, right? And and that goes to you know, we love our Brandons. We love our history and our past. Uh, you know the the te- the the ten year anniversary of the 2012 World Series team is going to be celebrated soon. There are still two players on our current roster that were on that team ten years ago, and they're only they're the only ones I think. Maybe there's one other that are still active in the majors this year, and you know that's Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford, and. Uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, I think that, you know, 10 year vets plus vets, uh, generally, um, are not as good as maybe two to three year vets. And, you know, and I love Brandon Belt and I love Brandon Crawford, but they have been definitely been part of the problem this year. And Brandon when and, and I, all of it is due to health. You know, it's not due to, you know, lack of ability or anything, you know, the Belt Wars and Crawford. I I mean, I don't think any Giants fan would ever say anything bad about them. But let's be honest. I mean, their health has really held them back this year. And it's been a huge reason why the team has not performed the way it has been. Uh, I mean, you had Brandon Belt hitting 29 home runs in less than 100 games last year. You know, and and, uh, his health was a problem last year, but at least produced. And this year he hasn't produced at all. And Brandon Crawford, finally, we're starting to see the glimmer of Brandon Crawford that we knew, but he struggled this whole year because of injuries. And so those guys are definitely to blame. And we've kind of joked about it in the past, but Buster Posey is to blame too, because he was such a huge part of our team last year and and then left. And so, you know, this is not the same team as it was last year. And it is painfully obvious that we kind of held on to players a little bit longer than maybe we should have. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's, that's really what this is all about. It's about old players getting hurt. And I think that's really what the season comes down to old players getting hurt. Yeah. You know, and, and if they hadn't, and it started from day one and it just never got better. You know, and I joked all of last year about how this team was never going to be 100% healthy. And it wasn't. You know, last year there was always somebody that was hurt. But we always but had somebody year... that kind of filled that gap. I mean, we had the Lamont yeah. Way Juniors and the Darren Ruffs and and the Mike Talkmans for a little bit of time. You know, we had guys that just came in and performed for whatever we needed and filled that gap. And this year we haven't had that. 
Correct. Well, at one, the injuries have been more prevalent. They have been longer and they have been concurrent. Yeah. Right. So yeah. two guys, multiple guys have been hurt at the same time, which which did not happen as much as la- last year. No, there have been there have um, been so that, there have been lineups that we've we've put out that have at least six guys on in the lineup that were not on our opening day roster. And that is right. not that is not conducive to winning baseball. Right. And that's why this team isn't good. Um, and. I, I think the one thing, though, is, is like that is kind of what you would expect out of a team that is this age. Yeah. Right. Like this is this is what you would expect. I think what was unique about last year was that the health issues were just not as bad. And you're right. We had some guys step in and kind of evolve. Right. You know, and take over well, Lamont Wade Jr. being one of those guys. But this year, Lamont Wade Jr. was one of the hurt guys. Right. So he was there to pick up the slack and fill in holes and do a dyna- a really great job doing that. This year he was hurt. Right. Um, I, I think of almost all of the guys that have struggled this year, you can explain you can blame their struggles on injury um, with the exception of Darren Ruff, who, by the way, is five for 15 with uh, two doubles and five RBIs with the Mets. I mean, don't get me wrong. J.D. Davis has been playing better. Yeah, than Darren Ruff has since they got traded, but well, neither of them is doing poorly. And I haven't looked at exactly, but I would I would venture to say that Darren Ruff has only faced left-handers since he's gone over to the Mets. Correct, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And he was asked he, to do and, a lot more with the Giants. Correct, and he's been playing DH. <laughs> exactly right. So okay, so we're running out of time, but real quickly, you know, what's the plan going forward? Right. I mean, where do we go from here? Um. They have to sign free agents. And you and I were looking at the free agent class. It's not great next year. There's like three really good shortstops <laughs> available, <laughs> you know, and our, like one of our, our our highest rated prospect is a shortstop. And, <laughs> we, and we currently Cor- have our veteran shortstop signed for another year. <laughs> yeah. So so but but that is Correa Turner and Dansby Swanson. Uh, so Trey Turner, Dodgers. Uh I would love to have Trey Turner or Correa. Yeah. Um, those would both be great. Um, but of course, the big name, local boy, Aaron Judge. Um, after that, there's a bunch of like pitchers that are over the age of 32. Well, which is so exactly many. what the Giants will go after, right? I mean, they're going right. to offer like two year contracts with a opt out and they're going to, you right. know, they're going to do all that. So the, the, and that's, they're going to find their guys in the pitching staff. That's fine. That's fine. And then they're going to try to sell me on that and say, oh, we did such a great job. I don't want to hear it, guys. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to hear it. Not from you, not from the KNBR guys, not from the NBC Bay Area guy. I don't want to hear it about how you signed these old guys to these really great contracts. I'm, I'm not saying that's not good, and I'm not saying that, that that won't make the team better. I just don't want that to be all that they do, and then you tell me how great that was. I don't want to hear it. Because it's not enough. I'm telling you right now. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's Aaron Judge or bust. It's Aaron Judge or bust. If you don't sign Judge, you failed. Because he's the only guy that really is going to make a difference in this free agent class. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, Correa or, or Trey Turner would be a, a good consolation prize. And I, and I might be like, okay. But it's Aaron Judge or bust. Yeah. And I get it. You might not win that fight, 
but you better be in that fight. And you better come out of that fight with a bloody nose <laughs> and your earlobe hanging off. Yeah, there better be a significant offer. There better be like, wow, they offered that much. I can't believe they offered that much kind of offer. I, I want to hear people saying like the Giants offered a billion dollars and he said no. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and I think the other the other thing of like when we talk about where we go from here is that the, the farm system has to produce. That's the other thing. Yes. And 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 it hasn't so far. I mean, we, we haven't heard anything about Helio Ramos since day since pre spring training. Right. I mean, the guy has not been performing. Uh, injuries have affected some of our top prospects. But, man, we need some of these guys to start producing and we need them to be uh, at the very least. Uh, at the very least, uh, uh, major league ready players and uh, average major league, not stars, but guys that can come in and produce. And we don't even have that right now. And so it's, well, you know, I mean, outside of the Jason Vossler and the whatever, I mean, I think that we, we need guys that can be legitimate, you know, everyday players on our team. Those are replacement players. Those are replacement players. We need better than replacement players. We need legitimate starters, right? Yeah. And you know what? Like uh, there are, there are 30 uh, major league baseball teams. Um, I don't know if you know this, but but three times four is 12. So three times uh, 30 times four is 120, right? So that means every major league baseball should on average have between three to four players in the top 100. If you're a good organization, you should have more than that. The Giants don't have more than that. If they want to be a good organization, they need to have more guys highly ranked. Yeah. And they we need to see people moving up that ranking, uh, not just because guys ahead of them graduated. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. We need to see guys moving up that ranking because they improved or we acquired them uh, either through draft or trade. And um, the or, the Giants really need to take a strong look at to ask themselves, do we have the right people and the right processes in place? And if they don't, they need to get those people into the right place, right? Agreed. Like, yeah. Changes need to happen. Yeah, and you can't, you know, the 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 definition of insanity is do the same thing over and over again, and expect different results. Yeah. And I think that you know the the minor league system needs to be looked at because they haven't produced, and we need yeah. to figure that out. All right. So, and if anybody says twenty twenty to try and save their job, <laughs> right? Twenty twenty is long gone. Okay. It's, it's now. What do we need to? You know, now are we looking yeah. and. And that we haven't we haven't produced yet. So, all right, we're looking ahead. We've got the Pirates for a few games. We've got the D-backs coming up. Uh, both teams under 500 on paper. You're like, yeah, those are teams the Giants can beat. But newsflash, the Giants are also under 500. So, you know, it's you know we we can't be like, oh yeah, those are teams that we're gonna like destroy. Well, no, but we need to, right? We need to perform well again. And and the, after we went one and on 10 against you know, our division rivals, we need to do uh, much better against the Pirates and the D-backs. And we're at the point now where we need to win, if not sweep, we need to win each series going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Giants cannot afford to lose any more games, period. Like, they, they need to win the rest of all of their ball. That's how they need to play. Every day is a must-win game. If they want to have a shot at the playoffs, and I'm sure they're still trying. I, I don't I don't they're not gonna make it. They're not good enough. But if if they want to be able to compete, they need to treat 
every single game as if it is a must-win game. I will also point out the Giants are closer to Arizona in the standings than they are to San Diego. Ouch. The Arizona Diamondbacks are only three games behind the Giants. That means if the Diamondbacks sweep the Giants, they will be tied in the standings. Just Let's just have a moment of silence while we all think about that. I was. I was contemplating that. Like, wow. We're Diamondback-esque. That's that's not good. And the Rockies are only three games behind that. So actually the Giants are closer to the Rockies in last place than they are to the Padres. Thanks, bummer boy. Well, folks, it's been great. We'll see you next week. (laughs) And on that note, Bob, tell them where they can find us. Oh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, right? And, And... Yes, Bob, Twitter and Instagram at Giant Cocktails. Uh, I would like, you know, for some of our listeners to start hitting me up in the DMs on Twitter around like Bryce did around cocktails. You know, what do you what do you like? What are you hoping that we'll make? Is there something that you're looking forward to? That we can talk about uh, on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we've done a hundred and what twenty four cocktails now at this point on our podcast. There's a lot more than that out there. Uh, give us a shout out. Let us know what you'd like to. You know what 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 yeah. would you like us to talk about? Hey, make a suggestion for something I could add to a mojito. If it's not super gross, I'll probably do it. Yeah, moss syrup, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it all it all it's all fair game. So give us a shout out on Twitter and uh, at Giant Cocktails. Follow us on uh, Instagram for all of our, our recipes. Uh, and uh, hope, please come back next week. We will, uh, we will, we will uh, hopefully be celebrating a few wins against uh, subpar teams. But even if we're not, we're going to have really great cocktails and, and talk about how, uh, you know, whose head should roll next. So anyway, and until then, we'll, uh, maybe it's time to sign off. Ben, it's been great talking with you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.